Okay, people, welcome to the last echo chamber of 2020. And as we do every week, let's take a look at the top 10 films streaming in the UK right now. Okay, so at number 10 from Universal, it's the Grinch animated film. So at number nine this week, people, and it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a mix around on the top 10 um, this week. We have got uh, The Muppets Christmas Carol. So this was from Brian Henson, starring Michael Caine. Uh, we got Steve Whitmore voicing Kermit. Um, Dave Gulfs doing Gonzo, Dr. Benson, Frank Oz, Miss Piggy, Fuzzy Bear. You know, the usual old school crew. And it is, yeah, it is one of those actual good Christmas films, you know? Because, um, yeah, it does differ. Right, so at number eight, we have got Robert Zumakis's The Polar Express. You know, so this was Tom Hanks, Daryl Sabara, Eddie Denzine, Michael Jeter, and Nona Gay. So at number seven. We've got Home Alone from Christopher Columbus, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, Catherine O'Hara, John Hurd, and, you know, had John Candy pop up. Dum, 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 dum. And our number six film of this week, people. Daddy, yes, she goes. We have got Paul Fagg's Last Christmas. So, this film starred Emily Clark, Emma Thompson, Michelle Yeoh, Patti LaFon, Ingrid Oliver. So we are now in the top five people And um, our fifth film this week It's the John Favreau classic It's Elf So Stars Will Farrell, Zoe Dachamel, we got James Kahn, Ed Asner. <laughs> hey, remember it's your it's two bears, one cave, New Year's Eve special tonight, people. Hope you got your tickets for that one. I'm looking forward to it. So we are now in that top five and our full film. This week mm, 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 mm. 
Okay, we have got the Richard Curtis classic, Love Actually. So, this starred Hugh Grant, Kira Knightley, Thomas Brody, Liam Neeson, Andrew Lynn Collin. Yeah, it was a fun film. Bill Nye. Ah, I did enjoy this one. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Oh, we're reaching the end at number three, people. We have got Yarrow Cheney and Scott Moses, The Grinch, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Carmen Seeley, Keenan Thompson, Pharrell Williams, and Rashida Jones. So, at number two. We got Ronald Dahl's The Witches, the recent version. So this was from Robert Zumakis again. Whew, he's been busy. We got Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, Christine Chenoa, Stanley Tucci. And it means at number one, back in at number one, we got Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Starring Elizabeth Debicki, Robert Patterson, Kenneth Branagh, Clemsy Posey, and John David Washington. So, people, this week we've got a double header for you. We've got a couple of films in the first half, and then in the second half, I am joined by uh, Matt Hulse. And um, we do something a little bit interesting. <laughs> so buckle up, people, and let's get it popping. Okay, let's go. Okay, so all you Shudder fans, man, 2021 is going to be a good one. Okay, so... It starts off with, um, yeah, some thrilling originals that will be hitting the uh, service, right? So you've got Hunted from Oscar-nominated filmmaker Vincent Parnaud and The Queen of Black Magic from two giants of modern Indonesian horror, Kimo Stombol and Joko Anwar. The much-anticipated second season of original series A Discovery of Witches, with new episodes weekly, a binge release of season one of The Walking Dead World Beyond, the latest series in The Walking Dead universe, and the first to be available on Shudder. A four-film celebration of Peter Cushing's a double feature from the mind of Clive Baker, Nightbreed and Rawhide Rex, and a recently released award-winning animated feature, The Wolf House, among other new additions to the Shudder library. So, Hunted will be arriving on the 14th of January, right? And, um, yeah... 
What started as a flirtatious encounter at a bar turns into a life or death struggle as Eve becomes the unknowing target of a misogynistic plot against her. Forced to flee as two men pursue her through the forest, she's pushed to her extremes while fighting to survive. But survival isn't enough for Eve. She will have revenge. A modern and radical tale on the Little Red Riding Hood fable. Hunting is an exhilarating, transcendent and frequently brutal survival tale that elevates itself with the power of myth and magic while still holding an exacting mirror to present day society. Man. So yeah. That will be hitting on the 14th. The Queen of Black Magic will then arrive on the 28th of January. The sins of the past come back with a vengeance in this new film from two of Indonesia's modern masters of horror. Director Kimo Stambul and writer Juko Anwar. A family travels to the distant rural orphanage where the father was raised to pay their respects to the facility's gravely ill director. But his and his best friend's homecoming turns into a terrifying supernatural ordeal that threatens their and their family's lives. Someone is using dark manage to avenge evil deeds, long buried but not forgotten. Ooh, you know, so um, then the 9th of January, that's when you can catch a discovery of witches, the second season. And every um, every Saturday, a new episode will be dropping. Right. So um, you have that uh, beyond the walking dead uh, world beyond that hits on the 21st of January. And you don't have to wait each week because all episodes hit on that day. So, um, yeah, that's fun. Uh, the Peter Cushing season will start on the 18th of January. Right. Um, but as well as that, you have other new films like Super Dark Times from director Kevin Phillips that arrives on the 4th. So Zach and Josh and are best friends growing up in the 90s in the suburbs where teenage life revolves around hanging out, looking for kicks, navigating first loves and vying for popularity. When a traumatic incident drives a wedge between the previously inseparable pair, their youthful innocent abruptly vanishes. Each processes the tragedy in his own way until circumstances grow increasingly complex and spiral into violence. You then also have fingers from director Jean Ortiz on the same day. When an employee shows up to work with a missing pinky, it awakens demons in his boss that she never knew she harboured. Hmm. Oh dear. <laughs> On the 11th of January, there will be Before the Fire from director Charlie Buller. As a global pandemic engulfs Los Angeles, 
Rising TV star Ava Boone is forced to flee the mounting chaos and return to her rural hometown. As she struggles to acclimatise to a way of life she left behind long ago, her homecoming attracts a dangerous figure from her past, threatening both her and the family that serves as her only sanctuary. Um... Yeah, and then on that same day, you will also get Cub from director Jonas Gavertz, The Pit from director Lou Lehman, and Celia from director Anne Turner. So, Shudder is definitely something to, uh, yeah, make sure you get your hands on for January, people. So, maybe you get in your stocking, if not... Ooh, you better rush and pick it up pretty soon Because it is the home of horror And all kind of craziness And uh, yeah, a pretty fun thing to have on your TV or your computer, people So, go check it out now Okay, people, so now we've got that news out of the way, and people, go check out Shudder. You know, it's definitely worth, um, yeah, definitely worth the look and the money, you know what I mean? But, yeah, let's get into this week's films, all right? Here we go. So, I saw it advertised, you know what I mean? Like, word came out, what, a month ago or something? And I wasn't sure about it, to be honest. But in the end, I decided to check out Death to 2020. You know, I've, I enjoyed Black Mirror. I think Black Mirror has some great episodes. And the key of it is great writing, for the most part. There's a few episodes of late that have been a bit, mm, I don't know. I want to say a few, probably two, right? But for the most part, the writing is great. And they take these concepts and really kind of try and look at them as if this shit happens. So I was like, all right, maybe they can do the same thing with this. Maybe Death to 2020 will be this really introspective look at everything, like around the world, that's what I thought, right, um, so it is from the Black Mirror team, right, um, Charlie Booker and Annabelle Jones, you know, it's their production company, I think they've got a deal with Netflix, right, uh, so Ali Campbell, and Alice Maffeus, they directed it, it's produced by Booker, Booker, you know, it's say, they say he wrote it, I don't know, I, you know, I don't really know, to be honest with you, you know what I mean, um, yeah, I, I could very well be wrong, because, Hmm. It's like ugh, some of the stuff. I don't know. 
it, it just, you know, it's kind of well-trodden material, let's say. I mean, and they also credit, uh, like, ten or so other people as writers. You know, so, I'm, I'm assuming they had a writing room, you know what I mean? Um, and they all batted around ideas. Yeah, the usual bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that probably is the key to it all. Now, we had cinematography from Jamie Carney. Um, there's narration from Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, which is interesting. Then we had our The Talent, right? Everyone who was involved, and you had some good people, right, so we had uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing a character called Dash Brackett, he's a reporter, Hugh Grant is a historian named Tennyson Foss, Lisa Kudrow, she's Janetta Grace Susan, a uh, conservative spokesperson, Leslie Jones, she's a behavioural psychologist named Maggie Gravel. We had Joe Keery as Duke Ghoulies. Yeah. Uh, Kamal Nanjani as uh, a technology CEO called Bark Multiverse. Yeah, Tracy Ullman was the queen. Uh, Kristen Milotti is Kathy Fowers. She's a, a soccer mum. We had, um, yeah, Diane Morgan as an average Jane, as it were. Gemma Nerick. Samson Keo as a scientist with the name of Pyrex Flask. And Booker was a director. Yeah, so that's the cast. I know, right? And the description of the show is this, right? 2020, a year so... Uh, fucked up. Even the creators of Black Mirror couldn't make it up. But that doesn't mean they don't have a little something to add. Death to 2020 is a comedy event that tells the story of the dreadful year that was, and perhaps still is. This landmark documentary-style special weaves together some of the world's most fictitious renowned voices with real-life archival footage spanning the past 12 months so yes that is how they set it up now what we got i mean i i, I don't know i really don't know is kind of baffling it, to be honest, it is pretty, pretty baffling, you know, it was an 
hour and 10 minutes, right? Which is the main reason I checked it out. Because I thought, okay, it's not very long. Can knock this out. I was so bored. It's so goddamn bored. I'm like, for something that is meant to be this, you know, look at the year. It was pretty one-sided. They only really looked at the UK and America. Which I thought was weird. Because there's been crazy shit happening all over the place. Like, all over the place. You know what I mean? You had, um, you know, all the craziness with Kim Jong-un. Right? I mean, I, I believe, didn't his sister disappear? Something like that, right? So there was all of that. You had, um, oh, God. Wasn't it the, uh, shit. I want to say the president or king or something of Japan. And he banished the royal concubine. You know what I mean? And then he brought her back a few months later. Like that craziness that you're like, what? Like, what the fuck? I mean, just recently, there was, I think it was in Hungary, an EMP was, um, who, who was always denouncing homosexuality and all of that, was then caught while the country was on lockdown, at a gay sex party. And he tried to sneak out the window to avoid being caught by a police raid. Right? There's there's, there's so much craziness that went down around the world. Around the world, people. None of it. None of it shown. You know? Like, the the amount of fun you could kind of poke at Greta Thunberg. And they just showed a clip of her reading a speech. You know, that was basically it. And she said some crazy-ass shit. As well as being put on a COVID panel. Which is just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, she doesn't even know anything about you know, the environmental impact happening to the world. We're letting her speak on that. And and you think she also knows about COVID? What is going on? Right, so there's all of this. None of it. None of it touched. I was like, what's happening? I thought they might make fun of the fact that, you know, China basically lied to the world, right, because they're like, oh, it started in January, and we're like, well, it didn't, I think it's been fully (laughs) documented by now, that it was in China, what, October last year, I think that's what they've said, you know, it it was definitely there in December, definitely there in December, I believe they think it was there in October, right, so could have made fun with that, could have had a lot of fun with that, nothing, nothing at all, 
they made a, a quick little remark about bats. That was it. You know, the wet markets, the fact that they didn't really shut them down, right? There's a lot. You know, they dragged people and barricaded them in their homes, right? There is all of that. All of that you could play with. Nothing. You know, uh, just... It, it was just weird. You know, they, there was a lot about Trump. And, you know, fine. But then also include stuff on other people. Nothing. Like, Como, he's a liar. Nothing on here. Oh, they only they made a quick little remark where he did the speech going, where's our PPE, where's our mask, where's all of this? And they're like, oh, well, he didn't realise it was behind him. That, that was it. That was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the amount of politicians and officials that have broken lockdowns and lied about it didn't touch any of them didn't touch any of them just made some mainly jokes on trump there's a few on boris johnson mainly trump that was it and then oh my gosh when they got to a bit about george floyd with you know Breonna taylor tacked on no one else really focused but just floyd and then they started to play this really, try to play this really sad music behind it. Samuel Jackson trying to give this rousing speech. And it's just like, oh no, that's way too much. It's way too much. You know, especially with the music. Now, there's, there was other segments where they had music playing. But not as loudly as this one. They really ham this one up. I'm just like, ugh. Seriously. What are we doing here? Like, the whole thing was just clunky. It was, it, it was real clunky and it just felt rushed. It felt so rushed. Because the jokes... I have heard better jokes at an open mic filled with straight-up first-timers. You know what I mean? Like, everything that was basically said, we've heard before. We've, we've heard it before hundreds of times, you know? So now, it's not funny. I, it wasn't funny the first time. So, uh, you know, the hundred and one time, it's just, you, you don't even have the energy to roll your eyes to it all. I don't even know, man. It was crazy. Giving people all of these ridiculous Pyrex flask, Duke ghoulies. They're just like... Ugh, is this what we're doing? You know what I mean? It's, it's just lazy and boring. 
just real it's crazy it was just disappointing disappointing as i said look when when it's coming from the people from black mirror that yeah is pretty smart you know what i mean so yeah um it was a shame it was a real friggin shame i think like south park did a great pandemic episode which just ran circles around this <laughs> you know what i mean and at the very end even at the very end when they're like oh we're gonna do another one of these next year so can we get some you know maybe some hot takes and he's just like well firstly wouldn't you just wait till the year finishes you know, like, it would be different if they're like, oh, we're thinking about doing a preview show for 2021. You know, that would have worked better. Be like, what's your predictions for 20? You know what I mean? That better concept than what they did at the end. Then they just had everyone basically say the same thing, which is just a bit like, ugh. Yeah, god damn it. You really couldn't think of any other ideas. So you just had people just repeat. Just damn. Damn. It 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 was a missed opportunity. Could have been hilarious. You know? Could have really shone that spotlight. Made fun across the board. Right, they didn't even talk about how the um the, you know the Democrats screwed over Bernie Sanders. Didn't even play on that. They were just like, oh, and it got to a point where it was Biden against Sanders, and Biden won. And you're like, well, no, Bernie got screwed. Bernie got royally screwed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, right, at, at the big com Democrat conference, they, they didn't have, you know, Sanders come and talk. They, they didn't have Tulsi Gabbard come and talk. It was weird. They didn't play the bit when Bernie went, no, not Bernie, Biden is like, hey, if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. You like, what was that? As a comment, I mean, come on. That was a fucked up comment. That was a weird ass comment. Surely that would have made a show like this. But no, no, it didn't. I am sure plenty of people will find this amusing. I just didn't. I just didn't. I, just, I was just like, ugh. Yeah, it was disappointing. For, for me, it was basically up there with Borat 2. Yeah? That's what it felt like, people. But, as I said, look, if you enjoyed Borat 2, then you might enjoy this. Because I did not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, so that would have been the beginning of December, I feel, right? Um, 
so yeah you can check that out if you want but um yeah if you liked Borat too then yeah I think possibly you'll like this they're kind of pass and parcel the same thing you know but uh, yeah there you go people it's on Netflix Death to 2020 and um Death to the show itself boom <laughs> Okay, so I decided to check out Spree. This is the new film from Eugene Kotelenko. Um, it's produced by Matthew Budman, Sumaja Kavi, uh, Eugene, and John H. Lang. Um, Eugene also co-wrote the film with Gene Mc. And um, yeah, cinematography is Jeff Leeds Cohen. Music is James Ferreo. Uh, the cast well, we have Joe Keery as Kurt Kunkel. Uh, we've got Shashir Zamata as Jesse Adams. David Arquette as Chris Kunkel, Kurt's dad. Um, we got Kyle Mooney as Miles Vandermeer. Uh, we've got Josh Oval as Bobby, um, one of Kurt's uh, maybe friends. Hmm. Um, we got Misha Barton as London, Frankie Grenade as Richard, Layla Kent as Kendra, and John DeLuca as Mario. So, the, um, the gist is this. Thirsty for social media fame that eludes him, a rideshare driver live streams a killing spree from his car in his this satirical horror thriller. So, you know, the film kind of opens up and, um, yeah, we're introduced to Kurt Kunkel, aka Kurt's world, right? He's desperately trying to uh, create something, create create a connection. Now, it the way it starts, it does kind of give you the impression that he has this big following and he's doing this thing, and you know, he would be, as they say nowadays, an influencer. You then quickly figure out he isn't, you know, he really wants to be, but it's just not working for him. And you kind of get it, you know, his delivery is a bit, yeah, it's not the best, you know. Um, he He's set, trying to record in weird places, like on the side of the road and all these cars are going, it's just like, oh. He's just not getting it, right? But he's trying. He's trying. He really wants this. And as the film kind of goes on, you realize the, you know, it's, it's probably because of he, you know, he's not getting the attention at home. His parents have split up. They don't seem to like each other. You know, so he's... Uh, yeah, trying to find that validation 
you get the impression as well, he doesn't have many friends, right? Because there's a point where he's like, um, hey, you know, and you know, I'm always looking for ways to get content. So I started babysitting because, you know, I can find out what the youngsters are watching and it keeps me in, in uh, you know, contact with the world and blah, blah, blah. And now we're friends still. And you're just like, oh, no. You know, because, hey, being friends with the kids you babysit? I don't know, man. That seems a bit off, right? Because for the most part, you're probably babysitting real young kids. So, yeah, to then be like, they're my buddies, yeah, it's weird. Now, the thing is, one of these kids he babysits, Bobby. He has his own, I think he's a twitcher. Like, they don't say Twitch, but that's the impression you get. He, he live streams video games and, and stuff, right? Now, his following is huge. He is what Bobby wants. So, Kurt, Bobby is what Kurt wants to be, you know? It's one of those. And he's, you know, he thinks they're buddies, but no, Bobby is just... He, it's like Bobby keeps him around to, you know, just punk all the time, right? And he's hoping Bobby will share and they can do some collaborations and then he'll get followers from that. But it's just never working. So he then devises this idea, this idea to make himself go viral, killing people. Yeah, you know, which, listen, it, it, I think it says it, right, it says it in the description, that's not a plot, a plot killer, as it were, right, because it's, you know, it, it's pretty much from the giddy up, so what we have is him basically picking up people, and, um, yeah, trying to kill them, right, um, I mean, it, it differs a little bit, right, so I think at the beginning, no, actually, no, it doesn't, I was gonna say, it, he waits to see what type of person they are, but no, I, I think from the start, he's like, oh, take the water, take the water, take the water, which, yeah, you know, it is that. I I think it, you know, the film, you see these things about Kurt, right? Um, and we get the sense that, yeah, he, he, you know, his childhood could have been a bit off. But not only in the context that his parents split up, right? And he says a few things, but everyone says things. You know, people say things that aren't necessarily always true. They're just slanted in your perception. So we don't fully know, right? We don't fully know Kurt's justification, right? Now, we, we understand what he thinks it is. He wants follows. He's desperate to get follows. He's desperate to be big. 
right? It, it's just like to then go to that, right? For that to be the, oh, I'm going to do this. It, it would have been interesting, I think, to have a, a build up to that. Like he tries a whole heap of other things, maybe accidentally does something, and then it's like, oh, actually, I could, yeah, let me do this. Let me, um, yeah, do more of this. Right? You know, it could have been something, I don't know. <sighs> but, yeah, he's picking up all these different people, and you you kind of, they're not the nicest of people. So that's the thing. One's a racist. One's a, just a bit of a douche. Although, like the douchey dude, like you wouldn't say he's necessarily bad. He's just a dick. Right? So it's then, hmm, what would then be the justification, right? What's the level here? Because even, yeah, I think there's one woman who isn't even horrible to him, right? Who is nice to him, and yeah, it still goes south. So, we're, we're working on this justification, and the film is showing us this stuff, but it is a little, you know, shallow, like, there's not necessarily the depth within the story to, um, yeah, bring you into this thing. Bring you into this thing to show you, ah, oh, like, the, the, you know, the, the magnitude of the pressure, the depression, you know, the worries on Kurt's shoulders. We don't see that, which is a bit of a shame. Now, we, we get Jesse Adams, you know, comedian. Hey, you know, she's on the rise, right? So, she gets introduced, and we see how their kind of stories align, right? And where it's going on, on that basis. Like, I think, we, you know, you get the sense from the first introduction that, yeah, Jesse's going to be a player in this somehow, so it all gets a bit like, hmm, I would say, right, the way they reconnect it all towards the end, it's a bit like, you know what I mean, I don't know, it's a bit out there, right, the, the fact that yeah, you have to watch to see how, but it's just the way they do it, it, you know, it's a bit like, ah, come on, what are the chances of that, man, what are the chances, it, it, yeah, and then the end bit's a bit weird, the end bit's a bit weird for then where they then go at the very end, right, because, Everything's live streams now. So from a point, there is justification. But then the last thing, the selfie, right? You're just like, I, I kind of feel that would get you in a little bit of shit, right? I kind of feel 
You know, it's a weird thing. It was a weird tag on. You know, it didn't make that much sense. So, yeah, it's weird. Right, there, there are a few kind of odd parts, like, um, you know, the D, DJ Uno, that whole thing. That was a bit odd. But I will say, acting-wise, yeah, the acting is decent. I think Joe Keery does do a good job with Kurt. Like, we do look at Kurt and just be like, oh, no. He's this sad kid that wants to be this thing, but he just can't, you know, he's just not built for this shit, right? And it does give you that kind of, I think one kind of big thing that you see from this, and I don't know if it's a point of the film, I don't know if it's something people will take away, but it's just like, listen, you might want to be a huge star, doesn't mean you're going to be, right? doesn't mean you're gonna be and making things to go viral doesn't mean they're gonna go viral you know what I mean I think that's what we kind of see from this but Joe Geary yeah he plays that character very well because we do we do get that feeling that this is some sad kid you know he's sad kid trusting at straws like, hoping these people are going to like him, looking for this validation. Uh, you know, Sashir Zamata, you know, she does a good job with Jesse Adams. You know, the, the comedian who's a bit, you know, verbose. But, yeah, I think you, you see a few different sides of her. I think David Arquette really does steal it as... um. Chris Kunkel, Kurt's dad. I think he, yeah, he does a great job. You know what I mean? And um, Josh Aval, as a um, obnoxious, irritating person, yeah, he kicks it. He kicks it with Bobby. Like, you don't really see it much. There's not much to the character. But, yeah, for for what that character is, it is played well. So, yeah, acting-wise, like, it's not bad. It's just the script is a bit meh. Like, it's not the best script with great dialogue. You know, but I think it, yeah, it's got a place, right? You know, I, I, I think it's something you can throw on and not think about too much. Um, I feel the film did, like, if you're thinking about, you know, what type of film this is, and all of that, it kind of did remind me of Series 7, The Contenders, came out 2001, and, you know, I feel that was a better film, right, but it's about, um, like, this killing spree, and all of that, right, uh, yeah, so that, it's kind of on the same lines, you know, also, like, Game of Death, you know, which, um, yeah, we spoke about, ooh, mid-November on the podcast, right, it's on Shudder, um, it's a similar kind of thing, right, 
a similar i think if you like those you would probably gravitate to spree you know kind of feel that like there's a film called cam on netflix you know i think we talked about it whoosh the 2018 it was i think it was the 2018 london film festival yeah i think it was then um yeah again it's a similar vibe not the same type of film but a kind of similar vibe so uh, yeah if you gravitate to those i think you possibly could enjoy spree you know but uh, yeah it's on netflix so you can watch it whenever your little heart desires all right people enjoy okay people so we will be ending here for part one but <laughs> we haven't finished people so go and check out part two you do not want to miss that one all right see you in a bit